0: for another episode of The Rich and the Filthy, the serial melodrama about the filthy and the rich. The nasally nurse has just made a shocking revelation. Shocking, at least to Rebefany and Aaron Forrest, but certainly not to faithful listeners.
1: Angelique is not a vegetable. Your daughter is perfectly fine. She can get up from that wheelchair right now and walk. <laughs>
0: But we knew that Angelique could walk and talk, didn't we, listeners?
2: Guess what? Faithful listeners, I can walk and talk!
0: Well, I think we were a bit more artful about revealing that information, but yes, you already knew, you voyeuristic little rascals, you.
2: All these eavesdroppers sure makes it difficult to conduct one's life knowing that millions of listeners are out there following one's every word.
0: Ah, yes. Millions of listeners. That's how many we have, that's correct. But, dear Angelique, you must know that your world and the world of our radio listeners exist in parallel dimensions. The people who know about your life couldn't possibly affect you. Well, of course, that, that was true until I accidentally caused a rift in the space-time continuum. Then created a link between my world, which is the world of a fictional soap opera, and the world of the actors who play me and the rest of our characters on said... Soap opera. Uh, yes. And that voice which came from nowhere, certainly not from any of the actors in our studio right now, must be the voice of the master, that mad scientist. I prefer insane scientist. Just as pejorative, but uh, not quite as cliched. That insane scientist working with the police department, who at first seemed to be on the side of good, but now whose intentions are not quite so clear. My
3: intentions are still good. But, well, the road to hell and, and all that.
0: Yes, indeed. In fact, we radio actors are in our own personal hell. As said, Link has created a doorway of entry for at least two hell beasts who menace us and refuse to let us leave the studio.
2: That sounds awful. My sympathies to all the actors in the studio, especially the one who plays me. I feel that she and I have a special bond. No, we don't. Hi, I'm Kirsten, the actor playing you. I hate you, and everything you stand for. You're a fraud, and I hate con artists. The previous actor who played you had no use for you either. Oh, what a terrible thing to say! Isn't an actor supposed to have sympathy for the character she plays, no matter how flawed? Normally, yes, but you make me sick. That does it! I demand to be...
0: Recast! Forget it! The moment we escape this studio, we're all giving up on the show and never coming back! Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You better wow. wow. really get wow. right wow. You out of here and never come back.
2: What? What will happen to my world if you actors stop portraying it?
0: Don't know, don't care. Now Angelique, sink! Sink back into the amnesia that allows you to forget you're a soap opera character. That allows you to believe that you are an autonomous human being with a will of her own. But
2: I am an autonomous human being with a will of my own. Sink!
0: Sink back into the fiction that is your fraudulent life. Sink back and re-emerge into our little scene where you sit in your wheelchair pretending to be a vegetable. Sink! Sink! Sink!
2: Oh. Where am I? Oh god, I must have passed out. Did, did I have a nightmare? Or did the nurse just say-
0: oh, What did you say, Nasally Nurse?
2: I said
1: Angelique is fine, Mr. Forrest. She can get up and walk.
3: Ridiculous! Don't listen to her.
1: I'm not going through with this fraud anymore, Dr. Marbury. I don't care if you do expose my past.
3: (laughs) I'll do more than that, nasally
0: nitwit. Uh, You're saying that Angelique is completely healthy?
1: I'm her mother. I've been with her for the entire 18 years of her life, and you're telling me she's a fake that she's been faking her condition this entire time? This girl is perfectly normal. Are you certain, Mrs. Forrest, that this is the same girl you gave birth to? What? Of course I'm certain. Of
3: course she's certain, you phlegmy,
0: flaky flathead! Uh, uh, Oh
2: my uh, god!
0: She's standing! She's standing up in her wheelchair!
2: I'm glad you're certain, Mother, because I haven't been faking it, but I have recovered. Yes, Mother, I'm completely recovered.
0: Friends. Have you ever wondered what your soups and cereals really taste like, your ice creams and applesauces, your puddings and porridges? Have you ever wondered what they taste like without the metallic unhygienic flavor of a spoon? Wonder no more! Introducing new Ghost Spoon! Ghost Spoon is a spectral object, invisible and tasteless. And yet it spoons up all your favorite spoonable foods with ease! Well, hello, random passerby! Hello, spokesman on the street! What's going on? Nothing much! I merely have a fabulous new product with me that will change your life forever! Where is it? I don't see anything. (laughs) Of course you don't. I'm holding new ghost spoon. Ghost spoon? I see you're carrying around a bowl of applesauce. Yes. I've loved applesauce since I was a baby. And it's a great on-the-go snack. Well, let's just toss aside this hideous metallic corporeal spoon. Why did you throw my spoon into the street? How am I going to eat my applesauce now? You're going to eat it with new Ghost Spoon. Watch as I spoon up a spoonful of this spoonable bowlful of applesauce. Wow, a spoonful of applesauce is just hovering in midair. Oh, no it isn't. It's merely being scooped up by the mysterious piece of non-metallic, non-material, non-physical silverware known as Ghost Spoon. That's non Credible. Now taste your applesauce. Mm, oh, I tasted the applesauce, but not the spoon. Will you tell all your random passerby friends to try new ghost spoon? I can't. Even though sound effects give the illusion that I'm out on the street with you, I'm actually stuck in a recording studio that's being guarded by two hell beasts. And I'll probably never be able to leave. <laughs> what a coinky dinky! I'm in exactly the same predicament. <laughs> 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 and now back to the rich and the filthy.
4: Knock knock, anyone home?
0: Mother! I haven't
3: seen you for a while.
4: I've been around. Haven't been home much, though. I thought our little plot would go better if I just got out of the way. I've learned over the years that it's better to plant the seed of deceit and just let it grow. Nothing kills off a good scheme faster than fussing over it too much.
3: I'm afraid your strategy failed this time, Mother. Your scheme needed a bit more watering. What do you mean? Grandmother, nice to see you. Give me
4: anything more passionate than a peck on the cheek and I'll flatten you. Yes, ma'am. That's a good boy.
3: What have you been- Did you come here to
4: see us, or to see Blanda? Blanda? Why would she be here?
3: That's what I was trying to tell you, Mother. Blanda was kicked out of the forest home, and now she's parked herself here in my house.
4: What? Who kicked her out?
3: Who else but Rebethany?
4: That bitch can't do that to me. That's my home, too, and I invited Blanda there.
3: Nevertheless, Blanda is here.
4: Where is she, Mylas? I want to talk to her.
3: She stepped out to get one of her, I don't know, crystal ball readings or something equally idiotic. Why is she here? She said she gave up her lease on her apartment when she moved in with you. I tried to kick her out when she showed up on my doorstep with her suitcase and her stupid excuses. But guess who insisted she stay? Who? Him. Rufus?
0: Where else would she go?
4: You leave matters like this to your father.
0: But I just couldn't let her wander around on the street. So I gave her my bedroom. What? I'm sleeping on the couch.
3: Yeah. But that's not where he wants
4: to be sleeping. Oh, God, what are you talking about?
3: I thought you already knew he had a thing for Blanda.
4: Maybe I did and blocked it from my mind. Good God, child. You and your weird obsession with
0: older women. Can I help it? Abandoned by two mothers, unloved? Rejected by every older woman I've ever known? Even you.
4: I don't reject you. I just don't want you slobbering all over me.
3: But that's not all. No, Dad. That's between me and you. And Rebekah and Aaron. You blurted it out in front of both of them, remember? I was delirious.
4: What are you talking about?
3: You'd better brace yourself for this one, Mother. <laughs> this one's a doozy. Wonderful, Mrs. Forrest. Your daughter is normal, completely healthy. As she has, in effect, returned from the dead.
0: Uh,
1: uh, I don't believe it. Neither
0: do I. I
1: and mean, this can't be true,
2: Angelique. But it is true, Mother. I've slowly recovered over the past few years, but I, I just couldn't tell you. You
0: couldn't tell her? No,
2: Father, I couldn't.
0: Father, ye gods. Or Bethany are you buying any of this?
2: But that's
0: her, Erin.
1: That's the daughter I've known for 18 years.
0: Dr. Morberry, catch her! She's about to faint! <sighs> oh, There, there, Mrs. Forrest.
3: Everything will be all right.
0: But-
1: This can't be happening.
3: But it is. You can see for yourself. Uh,
1: I, I don't believe it. There was never any chance she could recover.
3: I told you she would. I just didn't expect her to recover so quickly.
1: She's talking. Angelique can't talk. She can't think.
2: She's never been aware of herself or anything around her. I've slowly recovered awareness over the past few years. I'm sorry I didn't tell you earlier. I'm dreaming. This is no dream. I finally come back to you, Mother. After all these years, I can finally be the daughter you've always dreamed of. Oh, Mother, let me give you my first ever hug. No, no,
1: stay away from me. This can't be happening. I must be losing my mind.
3: I can assure you, Mrs. Forrest, this is real! Your daughter has recovered! Why don't you take your fully functional little girl in your arms?
1: No! Get away! Get away all of you! But, Mother... Why don't call me that! My daughter is a vegetable. Angelique is a vegetable. She's always been that and, and she always will be. You, You can't be Angelique. You can't be my daughter. Where is she? Where is Angelique?
0: Well, that's an awfully sad conclusion for today's episode of our normally cheerful and upbeat melodrama. (laughs) Cheerful and upbeat. I wonder if the hell beast wrote that. What a kidder. Well, all of us in the recording studio are certainly cheerful and upbeat as we contemplate the prospect of who knows how many more days subsisting on starvation rations, ignoring the stench of our unwashed bodies and defecating in buckets. And we hope you'll remain cheerful too as you await the next insipid episode of The Rich and the Filthy. The Rich and the Filthy is a weekly podcast produced in Indianapolis, Indiana at Playground Productions, owned by musician, tutor, and audio production artist Adam Riviere. The Rich and the Filthy is written by Stephen Sperling. Many episodes include special material by the Rich and the Filthy cast. The Rich and the Filthy stars in alphabetical order. Jerry Beasley, Susie Q. Davis, Jonathan D. Krause. Kirsten Leister, Marley Rebecca, Scott Sawyer, Josh Sperling, Steven Sperling, and Camilla Upchurch. The Rich and the Filthy theme and other music was written, produced, and recorded by Josh Sperling. The Rich and the Filthy is available on iTunes and Stitcher. The Rich and the Filthy is a takes production. And be sure to rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. It helps.